Hey, my name is Nino, and I'm going to be your host for today. Welcome to My Immigrant Story, where we interview first-generation Canadian tech professionals and entrepreneurs and learn more about how they discovered Canada as a country and set themselves up for career success. Happy listening! Hey, everyone. Today, I'm speaking with Shreya Sali. Shreya is the Director of Product and Data for the Marketplace product at Spocket. Spocket is a dropshipping marketplace based in Vancouver. Shreyas is also the author of his own book regarding the PMP-CAPM exam, which is now available on Amazon. Prior to moving to Canada, he lived, worked, and studied in the United States. So excited to have you here, Shreyas. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you so much, Nino, and thanks for having me. Really excited and looking forward for this conversation. Yeah, of course. I'm really glad that you're here. And uh, I would like to dive in and start with asking, which city and country are you originally from? I born and brought up in Mumbai, uh, India. I lived there until I was 21 and mm-hmm. then moved to United States for my master's. Awesome. And when did you move to Canada and which city and province did you settle down in? I moved to Canada in February 2018 uh, mm-hmm. and directly moved to Vancouver, BC, where I am located right now. Oh, interesting. So we actually uh, moved to Vancouver at around the same time. I moved to Vancouver in March of 2018. Interesting. Just a month difference. Yeah, exactly. I spent a little over a year there before I moved to Toronto. But yeah, fun fact. Um, so you touched upon this a little bit, but where else did you live uh, along the way? You mentioned the U.S. Like, was it in one place? Was it a few places? You can dive in a little bit into your U.S. history, I guess. Absolutely. My journey was pretty interesting. I moved to U.S. back in 2009, lived in Houston, where mm-hmm. I finished my uh, master's in computer science with the University of Houston and then started working with one of the startups there. Uh, mm-hmm. So lived there for almost four years. Yep. Then I actually moved to Arizona. So lived in Phoenix for close to two years. Uh, while I was actually working there with the company called Cerner, uh, which is a pretty big healthcare mm-hmm. corporation out of uh, Kansas City, I actually finished my MBA and then I actually moved yes. to Bay Area where I lived close to uh, two and a half to three years. And then finally I moved to Vancouver. Oh, wow. All over, really. Yeah, it is actually. And interestingly, it was all the Southwest part of the United States all the way till uh, Canada, Vancouver. So taking it back to the beginning, how did you discover Canada for the first time? Was it through your employer? Were you looking to immigrate here for a while just to get an understanding of how you were like, okay, this is the place? Honestly, Canada was a very interesting journey for me. I found out about Canada back in 2012 uh, through one of my friends uh, who was in the United States uh, and he was facing a few visa-related issues, so he decided to Uh move to Canada. And uh, he applied for his PR and that's how I find out about it. At that time, I was actually just initiating my journey with uh, H1B in the United States. And I I was pretty happy and everything was growing in terms of uh, job, my learning, uh, didn't have any visa issues. But then he implanted that seed in my mind. uh, I should actually think about uh, exploring Canada as well just probably as even a backup just yeah. keep thinking about that and then that's where it's all started actually and okay. I originally started doing some research in 2013 
uh, started reaching out to few lawyers. Uh, and I actually went through very systematic route of applying okay. for the PR while being in the United States. And I know most of my friends considered Canada when they actually had H1B issues versus yeah. for me, it was like, okay, I wanted to think about getting rid of this whole immigration from my growth equation. And I do yeah. call this as a growth equation where your growth, most of the cases depends on three factors. One is and being in a foreign country, uh, mm-hmm. immigration, your finances, and your uh, learning or uh, professional opportunities. And I was like, if I have to think about what is in my control, the other factors could be in my control versus immigration may not be in my control. And I wanted to get rid of that issue. So I was like, let's start thinking about this as an option B process to even apply for Canadian PR and then yeah. think about what will happen. But that's how basically it's all started. Interesting. So I'm guessing that was kind of like the main reason for you to consider Canada was like, what will happen with the H1B? Like if things don't go well, like what is the next best place for me to be as a professional, correct? That is right. So basically I do wanted to consider North America as my home. And I was like, if I want to make sure I can settle in, uh, I can actually establish myself and think about the professional growth opportunities. I do want to uh, eliminate immigration from that equation. And that's how I basically started exploring what if I do have an opportunity in front of me where I can actually lead an organization. However, if the visa starts causing an issue, I may not be able to take that. Or even if I have to think about uh, being part of the startup ecosystem, which are usually unstable, I may not be able to take that risk at that point of my uh, journey. So I was like, let me just think about if I could have this as an option B and then later on decide if I really want to move to Canada. That makes a lot of sense. And could you please provide a quick summary of the immigration pathway you took? Was it express entry or was it something different back then? I did actually come through uh, express entry route. Uh, I also explored uh, the PNP uh, nomination uh, okay. aspect as well. Uh, but primarily, I was focusing on the express entry route. Got it. So when did you actually make the switch of uh, going through Canada as an option to relocate to in the future to actually moving here? And what was your first job once you arrived here? So... At that time, uh, back in October 2017, I was working with a company called Bloomridge as a a program manager, uh, and it was in the area. So Mm -hmm. at that time, I had significant expertise in e-commerce and e-commerce search. I worked with uh, companies as a customer. They were my clients, uh, companies like Shop Disney, uh, JCPenney, Neiman Marcus, uh, Forever 21, gap uh, and uh, I was helping them uh, implementing search Uh, so I started figuring out my domain expertise and then started thinking about which companies do need my domain expertise and in the end eventually I identified a company called Elastic Path who was building an e-commerce platform and they wanted to expand more into uh, search categories and also at that time uh, started thinking about building a B2B e-commerce platform for them. Uh, And that was my first role in Canada. So I started working with them as a product manager and helped them uh, to enter into new territory called B2B e-commerce. So I was like a founding product manager with them on that product. Got it. 
Uh, so was finding this job your kind of like push to eventually relocate to Canada or were you already committed to come to Canada and that was like, okay, this is the job. I already have the job in place, so I'm just going to make the move type of thing. It was more like latter part. I already committed myself to moving to Canada and then I started the job search. So what would you say was the biggest challenge you faced as a professional starting to build their career in Canada? And what would you say was the action that you took to overcome it? And I understand that you were already in the U.S., so you had somewhat similar work experience. But was there anything that came up for you specifically in Canada once you came here? I think at that time, the biggest challenge I faced was lack of product management opportunities. I think the product management grew a lot in the last two, three years. There are a lot of companies, even especially because of pandemic, started exploring uh, hiring in Canada. But back in 2018, and I honestly uh, started really tracking well uh, how many jobs are even available. And I just wanted to understand how the uh, job market from a product management perspective is growing in Canada. Uh, and it was like very few, like you can literally count the product management role on your fingertips uh, in the summer of 2018. Um, and I started noticing a significant spike uh, in summer of 2020, mm. right between uh, the pandemic timeframe. Yeah. Uh, so that was the biggest challenge. And uh, what I started doing at that time is I uh, started involved in a meetup group. At that time, we also started like a product management, uh, small meetup in Vancouver, where we were like a group of six, seven product managers meeting once in a two weeks uh, just to discuss our challenges and connect yeah. with each other in the startup uh, ecosystem. That's how I even started getting involved myself in the uh, new venture BC startup ecosystem as well, where oh. I were mentoring right now uh, but that was the biggest challenge and one thing which I do notice even though I actually lived in the United States which is pretty similar to a Canadian professional ecosystem uh, networking was hard because it was not easy to identify the right mindset people uh, in that time frame now things change a bit but that was one of the areas where I originally struggle and I have to reach out to a lot of people uh, and the communities were pretty close at that time. Now people started opening more a lot, but at that yeah. time it was hard to even establish that relationship and connections. Yeah, no, I, I totally understand that did go through a lot of growth over the past few years. And uh, could you name one or two of the most impactful decisions that you made that put you on the path of professional success in Canada? Like an example of that would be like that meetup group that you said you created. Was there anything like that or was that the biggest one that really helped you out? I think the biggest one, I would say uh, really focusing on the right company at the right time. Uh, after Elastic Path, I joined Amazon and I uh, always had this mind. Amazon has a unique way to uh build new products. And I do see now myself uh thinking about because after Amazon, I have built almost four different products, zero to one, thinking about the distribution channel. And that best practice I picked up from Amazon's working backward philosophy. Like you probably heard about like how Amazon think about writing the press release as if you are launching that product uh, right okay. now, which is like a three-year vision, you write it in the doc and then work backward from that point, create a phased approach. 
uh, whenever you want to launch something zero to one. So that was the biggest uh, impact. And that was number one. And the number one, while I was there, I actually started thinking a little bit out of the box and started involving myself, uh, helping uh, others who wanted to come into the product management, did few sessions for uh, University of Texas at Dallas, uh, for UBC in Vancouver, yeah. um, just involved myself in that ecosystem was the best uh, decision because that helped me to even get a role where I am right now uh, at Spocket, which is a executive level, product leadership level role. Nice. That's a, that's incredible. Like I, I actually did not know that much about Amazon's approach. So Thank you for sharing. That does seem like a very interesting way of working through it. I think I would definitely recommend you checking this book called uh, Working Backwards from Colin Breyer and Bill Carr. Uh, They were veterans in Amazon. I think they worked there for almost uh, 20 years or more than that. Uh, But it actually coined this philosophy pretty well. Uh, So if you cannot find any public resources. That book has a lot of uh, good frameworks, which uh, everybody can utilize. Yeah, thanks for sharing. I actually just added a note to include uh, a link to that book in the show notes for anybody that's interested in to learn more about the working backwards philosophy and product in general. Awesome. So what is your biggest piece of advice for skilled professionals that are looking to move to Canada now in uh, 2022? I think the biggest piece, uh, at times we do have a tendency just to go after every job which is out there or just to get a job uh, as we want to move uh, in this area. And I was no different. However, what I learned over the period of time is identifying your niche and I kind of did that a little bit with the elastic path uh, when I moved Uh, but identifying your niche because everybody will have their own expertise whether it could be uh, in e-commerce supply chain fintech or whatever that area will be but really sit down write it down all your previous uh, positions and what you actually did and elevate your thinking at a business level which companies you can target because it's really easy in that case to show you are an expert in that area you have worked on that and there are opportunities out there and we have tried this with one other friend who actually went into the supply chain and even joined at a pretty senior level role in that company So it was not just like uh, me who actually went through that path. Uh, I actually know a couple of other examples as well who yeah. were able to get a really good roles in Canada as a result of that. So that is number one. And then number two, once you actually know uh, what's your niche, which area you want to target, which companies you want to think about, uh, identify who work there. Like sometimes you may be able to find hiring managers. People do put nowadays uh, hiring on LinkedIn. So reaching out to people or identifying the connections in your network will be your best chance to put your foot in the door rather yeah. than just thinking about uh, applying for those roles because there are other applicants in the queue. And if you are not physically located in the country, companies may be hesitant to even get give you a job, even if you have a a PR in your hand. So those are the two biggest advice. I would say start with that because that way you can actually create a best possible chance among all the applicants you actually see for that role. Yeah, no, I think that's really, really important advice. And a lot of people on this podcast have spoken to something similar, like being strategic, understanding what you would be a good fit for always goes a longer way than just trying everything at the same time, so to speak. 
I think one other aspect, if I just have to uh, share, mm-hmm. uh, I think this networking part is very interesting and yeah. uh, not just reaching out to somebody when you really need a job or need a yeah. right, but having, let's say on a weekly basis, half an hour uh, where you can actually connect with people or identify people from your network who you can actually have a call and then just share that. So it's not just when you really need it, but when you don't need it, having that connection will actually uh, take you a long way. Absolutely. I agree. And that's also something that was mentioned because uh, frequently people kind of like, like, oh, I need to network to get a job. But I think just organically building connections based on interest could go a very long way as well. Well, awesome. Thank you for sharing all of this. I think you had incredibly valuable advice in terms of the strategies you took to get to a better position and the way you helped your friends. Um, I'd love to learn more about uh, what you do on like for your own personal projects. Like I know you wrote your book. Is that something you'd like to talk about? Or are there any other personal projects you're working on at the moment? Um, absolutely. I think uh, the book was published back in 2007 and I did not actually think about like promoting that book a little bit almost till earlier in January. Uh, I actually created the landing pages. So if you guys want to check it out, you can add the link. Uh, the PMP uh, pmpapp.co is the link for my book where you can actually have it. And you can also add the amazon.ca link and .com link. I can share that with you. Yep. Uh, and the book, the reason I actually published that uh, book was I went through PMP certification back in 2015. And uh, those who are not aware of it, PMP stands for uh, Project Management Professional. And it's a globally, internationally recognized certificate who uh, you want, like somebody who you want to uh, elevate yourself into the in the field of project management and eventually get into program management or even a product management, because that is a key part of what you do as a product manager. Uh, it's... Uh, very interesting experience because I honestly failed twice in that exam and you only wow. get the attempt uh, once you exhaust all the attempts then they basically lock your profile for uh, another year and then you cannot even apply and go through that journey uh, and what I learned in that like there are books which I was not even aware of it while I was going through that experience and once I figured it out I created my own notes went through almost three and a half to four months preparation uh, and then eventually I became uh, certified and I thought it will be good if I could share that experience with others because clearing that exam uh, it's like uh, reaching the Mount Everest for people who really want to do well it's it's a one of the toughest exams uh, out there uh, so I thought it will be great yeah. idea to share that experience with people so that's where uh, it is and I started sharing and then created the landing page pretty recently uh, for that so that's one area the second area I do focus a lot on like doing the mentoring or involve myself with the uh, startup community and that's where how I connected with you as well right like I talked to a few folks on the Stackraft uh, through like you interviewed Vertica uh, earlier so through that area as well so those who are interested moving into product management uh, I'm pretty open out there connecting with you guys or even somebody who wants to elevate themselves into the product leadership level role as I have gone through that journey I'm happy to share what are the things I have actually did uh, in order to understand the product leadership level experience without having that background. 
Awesome. Yeah, for sure. I will include your LinkedIn um, within the show notes as well as the link to the book and your landing page that you mentioned. So if there's anything else that you want me to share, definitely make sure to send those links my way. Absolutely. And uh, one thing I did share uh, the work uh, you are doing with the Visa Wire and then the opportunities you posted with some of the uh, WhatsApp communities or WhatsApp groups I have, and I have received a pretty positive response. So I really oh, appreciate God. what you are actually doing uh, with the visa. Where I know there are a lot of people who are actually looking forward to uh, coming to Canada, and even with the recent news, as Canadian government are opening up a lot more um, yeah. uh, roles or a lot more uh, positions to uh, get more uh, people into Canada, I think yeah. your product or your work will be phenomenal in that space. Well, thank you so much for the warm words. I really appreciate that. And I that's exactly the motivation behind VisaWire is to help these people, people such as yourself and other skilled workers kind of make Canada their new home successfully. Um, so thank you so much for sharing all of this valuable information. As we wrap up, could you tell us one fun fact about yourself, like something you'd use during an icebreaker. This is something I ask at the end of each episode to help the audience get to know the speaker a little better. But if you don't have one, it's also completely fine. I think I would have said about uh, my uh, published book uh, because I thought I yeah. would have that as a uh, fact, but you already actually uh, referred to that. But other than that, if I want to say something uh, or the fun fact about myself, uh, I always considered moving to Canada was option B. It was never honestly uh, the primary option, but then soon it became an option where I realized uh, Canada could give me that uh, foundation or a growth, which I will be looking forward to. Uh, so I do want to share something with everybody, like do keep your open mind and think about what you can actually achieve by exploring something which is not the main source of stream. And yeah. I am somebody who usually have that open mindness. Uh, always think about if you could find something new in anything. And that is giving me a lot more uh, to look forward to in my life. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a, that's actually a very fun fact. Like Canada was option B and then you're now here and you're building a career here and it completely changed compared to how you were thinking about it before. So I understand. And I think it's a very important message, like always keep your options open and be willing to kind of like take risks, start anew. Um, awesome. Well, it was great speaking with you, Shreyas. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for tuning into My Immigrant Story. We hope you're going to join us again soon.